I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 42, and this week's question is, what do you do when you hit a roadblock in your novel? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. I also want to give a quick shout out to Marty V, who suggested this question. It's taken a while for us to get to this question because we plan our episodes so far in advance, but we do listen and we write down your episode suggestions. So we hope our thoughts on this topic help you. First, when we say when you hit a roadblock in your novel, it's almost kind of saying like, you know, you have writer's block, you're halfway through your novel or you're three quarters of the way there and then you just run out of ideas and your characters get to a certain point where you don't know where you want them to go or what you want them to do. Uh, So one thing that helps me, you know, push through my novel is that I edit or proofread or just simply read through what I've already written. I know people say you shouldn't edit while you're writing, but it does sometimes jar new thoughts and new ideas. And I have also heard people say that, you know, once you finish writing for the day, you sit down at your computer the following day and you don't read what you previously wrote. You just pick up where you left off and keep going, which I can do that too. I know there are some people that they they need to remember where they left off. And, you know, sometimes if you read the previous chapter or you read the previous two chapters or any, or however you write, it does sometimes trigger something in your mind to, you know, continue on. Whereas the night before you could have finished a scene and said, okay, I don't know where to go from here. But then the next day after, you know, you had a good night's sleep and you're looking at it with fresh eyes, even though it's only been 24 hours, you can say, oh, all right, this is what happened in that scene. Oh, I know exactly where my character should go next. So sometimes that helps. And then you find typos along the way and you can, you know, just quickly fix those as well. But you're still working on your novel. So it's a (laughs) win-win. I have to admit, I usually do need to go back and read like the last scene or the last very end of the chapter to kind of re-immerse myself before I start the next part. The only time I don't need to do that is say I finish a scene And then I'll go to the next scene and I will bullet point some notes. And yes, even though I have an outline, this is how I still do things. I will bullet point notes for what I want to write in that scene the next day on the days I actually write consecutively. Doesn't happen often. And one of my um, favourite writers, sorry, one of my favourite authors, I remember he mentioned his writing system and he would write all day and then he would print the papers out in the evening and edit them just one quick edit and then in the morning the first thing he'd do is put those edits in and then start writing again he didn't go over and over and he found that to be kind of a good system that kind of flowed through so he was editing and writing but it wasn't a constant edit because that's that's where you get caught if you edit and then go back and edit and then edit it's like no 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 but yeah you can, uh, i know people say like, oh don't edit and it's like in the end whatever works best for you but yeah, I, I did like his idea if you were struggling going back and just do one quick pass and then boom, start again. So, hmm, good thoughts. Good really, thoughts. really interesting. Yeah. Because I haven't heard that before, but it's true because if you edit what you did, you're kind of reiterating what you wrote that day. And then the next day, not only are you implementing the edits, but you're kind of rewriting it. And then so it kind of jogs 
those creative juices to keep going and you just kind of flow right into the next scene or chapter or whatever. I like that. Mm. And, and I like the fact you printed it out. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he printed it, which made you, it's like if looking at it at a different format, yeah. it forces you to see things differently than constantly just looking at the screen. So I kind of like that too. Hmm. I might have uh, to do that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying all these things in 2021. <laughs> For me, what I like to do is sort of go back to the outline and pull out all my tabs that I use where I, I my tabs are where I, I will put maybe a scene or a character or um, a major plot point that is usually broken down in different colours for characters and I lay them all out and I'll recheck things because my roadblocks usually happen if the pacing is off or I've converged everything and then it's kind of like I've literally written myself into a corner which shouldn't happen when you have an outline but it can you know so by having them visually laid out in tabs I'm able to look at it again and go oh yeah I've converged all these four chapters you know huge amounts of information and now they've trickled into this one path and it doesn't really work and then I can sort of move them around and try and find a way to to open up the scene or fix the character arc and that's that's what I need I need this kind of overall visual to see if there's a solution to the problem I didn't even realize I'd written which happens especially because even if I have an outline even if I've used tabs I will sometimes get caught up in the moment of writing and I will suddenly start writing something extra and I'll add in a, a new subplot that will get tangled with the main plot happens a bit too much to be honest <laughs> we have too many ideas <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I like that because that's how I edit I usually get highlighters or I have different colored pens and when I go through my chapters uh, I have like blue for character development green for settings or description or whatever and I do like it because it does it you know similar to printing out your chapter and editing it that way you're seeing it in a different light so having all these different colors and knowing what they mean you can really just zero in on the one problem and figure out a solution for it and then you can move on. So I do like that idea. <laughs> because I use outlines too, but I don't always stick with them. And sometimes, I mean, who does really? But there are some times where I'll, I'll start an outline and I don't finish it because sometimes I can hit a roadblock when writing my outline. And then I just need to say, all right, I need to start writing this. And when I get to this point, maybe my characters will have an idea on where to go next. And then usually when I write it, if I'm writing past my outline, like after each chapter, I'll continue my outline by writing a chapter summary. So that way, hopefully they stay consistent with each other. Even though we're both planners and we both create outlines, not everybody does. So what do you do when you don't have an outline? And of course, this can work if you do have an outline too. Another way that I push through roadblocks is that I just keep writing, even if it's total trash. Just keep writing and new ideas will eventually come to you. During NaNoWriMo last November, I there's like three or four chapters of my mystery novel that is just absolute nothing. 
my characters are are doing stupid stuff and they're having ridiculous conversations and it doesn't push the character development it doesn't push the plot forward it doesn't do a damn thing but i had no idea where to go next well that's a lie i didn't know where to go next but i didn't know how to get there and i just kept writing and for those four chapters something happened at the end of that fourth chapter that gave me a brand new idea and I knew which direction I needed to take. Am I ever going to look at those four chapters again? No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna bother editing them. I'm just gonna immediately cut them. And did it, you know, did I spend four days writing those four chapters? Yes, I did, but it wasn't a waste. It still helped in the long run. <laughs> at least well, it's practice. <laughs> It's practice. So it's always, it's not yeah. like you're wasting any time. It's always practice. So yeah, totally. It's, it's like going around the roadblock. It's still there. You still have to fix it, but you go around the other side and start again. And you're like, eventually something will happen for me to go back and go, all right, I can now crunch, crunch right through that roadblock yep. and be fine. See, this is why I write in scenes so I can just scene hop to the next plot point i'll just skip whoop, right over it start the next plot point and then i'll look backwards and say right is there another way backwards through it see i can't do that i i mean i give people a lot of credit who do write like that but i need to write by chapter and in consecutive order because nope. i just Weird. <laughs> no because then if i jump around then i forget things that happened like say say i wrote chapter one and then i wrote chapter 26 or scene but and then like i decided to do scene 13 but then it's like i remember what i did in scene 26 but i don't remember what i did in scene one so then i end up creating this whole jumbled mess and i my brain just can't work like that <laughs> i don't know how because that's how my sister writes too she does it by scene and she'll just and if she gets an idea she'll write that even if it doesn't necessarily go linear with what she's already written and i'm like i don't i don't understand <laughs> I can't. it's so weird because i the idea of writing from one chapter to the next chapter that it's like no how how do you how is that possible it it seems completely alien to me i love writing scenes and i love jumping and then what i do is i have a puzzle piece of all these scenes and then then what I have I come to is the tie-throughs, which is where you get two scenes and you think, right, they're really close. So the only thing I need to do is write the tie that pulls them together. And so you end up writing all these big scenes and then all these tiny little scenes that pull them together. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, there's obviously something missing here, like a, another scene that needs to happen to get from A to C. And it kind of gives you an idea, well, something's gonna happen. And nine times out of 10, it's really clear what you need to slot in there. No, but the way that you do it and how you tie the scenes together and how you put it together like a puzzle, I think that's fabulous. And I would love to try doing that, but my brain just can't comprehend it. I don't know, like, and I will, I will print out my chapters and I will do something similar because, you know, there are some times where a chapter doesn't fit as chapter 10. Oh, well, this section should actually go more towards the end. Uh, but so, I mean, I kind of do the same thing, but it's totally different at the same time. I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't know. It does. It, I mean, it makes sense to me, so I'm going with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 
I don't, I don't know. I like, that's a great way of doing it, but my brain just cannot comprehend it. I like that though. I like it shows that writers are so different and yeah. we're all, there isn't a foolproof way of doing anything, which is why on these podcasts, when we give our wonderful advice, there's usually four or five pieces. We don't just say, this is how you get through a roadblock, this one piece, or this is how you get through writer's block or imposter syndrome or whatever. This is how you plot a novel. It's like, that's crap because everyone is so different. So we throw out several different ideas and you can pick and choose or completely ignore us. Total option. Totally up to you. Cause I mean, believe it or not, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> but who does exactly that's it nobody does but yeah talking about scenes one of the ways one of the other ways i get through my roadblocks is by constantly asking questions it's my biggest tip i use it all the time for anything from brainstorming to editing issues anything when i write my scenes at the end of the scene i will usually be coming up with questions Simple questions, character questions, development questions, editing questions, descriptive questions. And I just, I literally just thought dump at the end of each scene. And I don't try and answer them then because that is a mistake. It's just getting the questions down so that when you've had a bit of time, you can go back and try and answer them. Sometimes you might get to a point where, you know what, that question is too complicated. I'm just going to take out the issue that connects to it. Don't even need it but it forces you to think differently. It forces you to analyze your story more intensely than just kind of reading through it and going, yeah, is this going to work? It's like questions. And I find that once you ask one question, it leads to another and another, and they kind of domino on from each other. So yeah, questions. They're a writer's best friend, seriously. They are a writer's best friend, and if you don't believe us, go listen to episode 14, I believe it is, where we talked with Julie Valerie, and she mentioned that she writes book club questions for her books. So go go give that a listen and hear her explain it, because she does it a lot better than I will. <laughs> but I I do ask myself questions as well. It it cracks me up how you look at your novels in pieces and I look at like, I mean, still pieces, obviously, but it's bigger pieces because I, I ask myself questions uh, for each chapter and for the overall book. And if there are any questions that are left unanswered by the end of the book, well, then I either need to go back and fix something or depending on what it actually does for the plot, I might not need it, in which case I might need to take something out of the book. So that's a great way of doing it too. Like you got to ask yourself those what if questions and just kind mm. of say, okay, you know, what if my characters did this, but what if my characters did that? How, how are their actions pushing the plot forward? Is this serving um, any character development for them? But speaking of scenes and asking yourself those what if questions, Another way that I push through a roadblock is I'll rewrite a scene that I'm not particularly happy with. And again, you can ask yourself those what if questions, even if you are happy with the scene, just take, take one of your favorite scenes or one of your least favorite scenes and say, how can I make this better? Or what other things can my characters do or say? Is there another way that they can push the plot forward? Is there another way that I can you know, improve the relationship of the two protagonists or something like that. And by rewriting the same scene in a different way, 
it might actually work out better than how you originally thought. And then you can just, new ideas will come and you could just keep on writing the novel as if nothing happened. See, practice. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I like the idea of rewriting a scene because I know a lot of writers, they get stuck and then they try and edit to death. And sometimes the editing is not enough. Whereas what you said, it's like you step away and then you rewrite the scene. You don't just try and fix little bits of it. And even if you end up rewriting it and then thinking, nah, that's crap, the original's better, or I figured out a better way to fix the, the, original, the original scene, it, it, does, it helps you to, to step right out of it and rewrite it without faffing too much with the little editing. But I've known so many people who they, they just they just keep editing and it's like it's not working. It doesn't feel right, and it's like then just rewrite it. Why you, you're you're doing so many little tweaky things that you've kind of you've changed the whole scene, but not in a focused, intentional way. You've just hacked at it so much it just looks a mess. Whereas if you just took a, a, te- a step to the side, rewritten it, and done those edits as you're writing it, you'd have probably found it easier, but I think people get this stuck in, it's like, well, I've written it now. It's like, it's not in stone. You can delete it. You can open another window and write it again. Yeah, yeah, it, that's so true. You, you know, <laughs> they, the key is there, you know, don't edit, revise. Yeah. There is a difference between those two words. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of stepping back, um, my final piece of advice is to tap to step away from it completely for a few hours few days few weeks whatever and come back to it with fresh eyes if you've been stirring at your novel and stirring at that roadblock you will get that blindsided by it to the point where you can't see any way out you need to take a step back and then come back to it what i would usually do is pull out my outline when i come back and review it The reason is, as Rachel mentioned earlier, I also write most of an outline and then stop, usually around the two thirds of the way, three quarters of the way, and I wing the rest. I usually have the ending, but there's like this this third quarter is almost always in every outline not written. (laughs) Shockingly, that's where the roadblocks are. I know, right? So, so I usually pull out the outline and then try and fix the roadblock in the outline. Usually I've, I've got somewhere in that third quarter, I've written something and then I've, I've hit a jarring point. So take a step back, come back to it and then try and fix it with that, rather than just keep going to the writing and, and, and stressing myself out, which is, what, which is what I do. I need to take my own advice. I really do. <laughs> We both need to take our own advice. I mean, these podcast episodes are great, and I don't do any of it. <laughs> I say I'll do it, and then I don't. But it, but yeah, I mean, take a step back from it. Give yourself a good chunk of time to step away from it, but also tell yourself when you'll get back to your novel. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about any of you, but if I take a step away from something, I, I'll say, oh, I'll take a week-long break well, then that week turns into two weeks and then it turns into a month and so on and so forth. So you need to, that, that's tricky for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it's tricky because I'll say, all right, I'll get back to this another time. And then 
a year has passed. <laughs> <laughs> this is my novel for 10 years now. Woohoo! Your anniversary of my mystery novel still not being done. <laughs> No, I think that's it. It's deadlines, isn't it? It's like, put it in your phone, put it as an alarm, you know, on this day, so it flashes up going, get back to your fucking novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long story short, there are many different ways to get through a roadblock on your novel if you're stuck, whether it's halfway or three quarters of the way or, you know, just whatever. You can keep on writing even if even if it's garbage just keep on writing or you can take a step back from it and just leave it alone for a day or two and just see if give your brain that break and see if anything new comes uh, you can color code and just take a closer look at your novel or you can reread what you wrote or proofread it or give it little edits or you can just rewrite the scenes and ask yourself some questions about each scene or each chapter or character questions, however you write. Y you need to do what works best for, for you and it might take a little while to figure out what works best for you. And it also might vary from book to book too. You never know. Uh, but we hope our suggestions helped you guys. And thanks again to Marty V for the episode suggestion. With that said, do let us know what you do when you hit a roadblock in your novel in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag the Merry Writer Podcast. And if you want to get some extra content, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as one dollar a month and get extra bonus content including mini episodes, which sometimes end up being as long as a normal episode. You're welcome. Tune in next week for another episode of the Mary Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Arguments Over Coffee and Tea. Whose side are you on? The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.